Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and in my two little black boxes, I have my co-host. I got Ryan. Put a lot of emphasis on the R there, dude. You, you about them roles? Entrenched power structures, Matt? Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, we Go are off. in a structure right now, because but you're on the bottom, but we're me and Scott are on the top. Whatever. Uh, and Scott? Well, I chimed in with the haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Or feeding the goddamn poor, or whatever. Yeah, feeding the goddamn poor, that too. Yeah, no, I think if you want to go Bernie with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, my, my faithful listeners. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And we're really sorry for that week intro. It's been a while since we recorded, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we're real rusty. And <laughs> we're we a little rusty at being charming. Uh, but, madness is setting in. The, the weather's changing. Oh man, it's been feeling good though. There have been a couple times I'm just good for uh, Georgia, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. real good. Uh, but man, it has been a minute, so we may be a little rambling. That's fine. We're catching up with our good friends here on the podcast. But let's get right into it. Scott, how's your gaming been? Uh, my game has been okay. Uh, I have, uh, you know, D and D. We kind of had kind of a stinker of a session just because. Yeah. That that mod there's like that module is really good. That campaign is really good, but that section of it it just doesn't work. It 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 it's a very different game. Like yeah, that one very, sets up it's itself a, as a very different it, game. It, you know, there's a lot of talk in general about you know sometimes these adventures feel like lots of like like each person gets a chapter. You know, it's like okay, each of the, right. each writer gets a chapter, and That's exactly we, it. No, we gotta get, we no, gotta get this thing to, to print. So I guess chapter five isn't getting as edited. Also, the later chapters in adventures are always a little weird, just because yeah, most of them don't make it that far. <laughs> well, it's also they have to get more open because your PCs have more power and more like mm-hmm. they have to be more interpretive. You have to be willing to put a little more homework into each chapter to go, okay, this is how I'm going to make it work. Uh, but I also started uh, the first session of a vampire podcast that I'm actually playing in. Woo. Oh, uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Well, I'm trying to be trying to get myself more out there. Uh, and this one was pretty fun. It was, uh, it's uh, Austin by night. Um, mm. Mm. So, and he's going to be doing something similar to what I do with Blood Covenant. So we've been talking a lot of shop behind the scenes, essentially. No, yeah, that's good. Of like what we can do. So I'm actually playing uh, the Tremere that I was going to be playing in uh, your uh, Savannah by night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Athens, but not was it Athens. Aug- or? Uh, uh, Augusta. 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 It was Augusta supposed to be Augusta yeah, by night. Yeah. That basically that Tremere I've recycled, and he's going to be. Well, he's a delight. He's a yeah. fun guy. He's no, just no. you know daughter. He's uh, what? How did I describe him when I was talking to that new group? It was a. Uh, doddering librarian in the streets, uh, Lilith worshiping blood cultists in the sheets. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. That's, That's on brand for you. That oh, really yeah, very is. Much so, um, the, the the I have the as far as the first session goes, I haven't really flied the freak flag yet. Uh, I'm still very much upright Tremere man. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into a situation where uh, where the real stuff comes out. <laughs> the toys come out. The toys come out. Yep. Anything yeah, else in Regina, game? Regina, please warm up the fuck pit. Daddy needs a taste. Oh, oh I was not expecting that. Oh, well, he's... he's oh, I think guy. we all need a taste. Yeah, well, <laughs> from time to time. From time to time. Yes. And Ryan, how has your gaming been? It's been pretty good. I've been, we've been doing Blood Covenant recordings, which I've very much enjoyed. 
Uh, I don't know how funny they'll be when uh, when the final products happen, but they're sure funny when we record them. Yeah, less than the final, less than the, the actual recording, but it is still going to be pretty good. I promise you, you need to become patrons of Simulacra TV. This is why, because we're fucking funny, and mm-hmm. you're not going to hear any of that in the in the the straight hard edit of this game. So if you want to hear us like having a jolly old time being horrible entities of the night. Come a patron. Oh my God. It's so good. Cause Lord knows you're not going to get any laughs here. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I will, I will eventually post because I've the, the, the one, the raw episodes that I have posted have been like half edited. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much the dialogue that you're going to get in the final episodes, but I will, I'll do some very minor editing on like the full raw file. So yeah. we'll get our fucking banter and nonsense. Cause we get to throw so much cool banter at you. Cause we know Scott's going to edit it in the in mm-hmm. post. So we, we start throwing out jokes that makes all of us just crack up. It's so good. It's so much fun. So other than blood covenant, uh, I'm going to run star Wars tomorrow. Woo. Hell or high water. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and I've been running the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden uh, in a seri- in a setting where I'm not being recorded, uh, mm-hmm. which is very unusual. I know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's mm-hmm. been a that's been a lovely time. I've had my group's been having a lot of fun with that, and I've we ran for like four hours yesterday, which for was a fucking marathon. But and I nearly passed out afterwards. But it was good. No, Everyone that sounds fun. sounds like a friend. I want to hear updates because we're not Mean Scott aren't playing in this. This is with his own friend group. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe some patrons can find out about what happened. Yes. And then uh, I did Mad Mage. That's cool. Yep. yep. Uh, We're getting some weird shit now. It's just going to get weirder. Oh, I love it. I feel so strong. Yeah, strong. we are we are all 13th level now. And it's so kind of silly. It's we had an strong. Avengers moment where we all assembled and we beat the crap out of a whole bunch of mooks. Just like funking walk, it, walk them up and down. It was the second. It was the end of Avengers two. Yes. It was like, oh, they just never stopped coming. It's just Minotaurs. Minotaurs just never stopped. Coming. I was thinking the kobolds. I was thinking of the hobgoblins. Oh, oh the hobgoblins too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of those lately, where it's just yep. like there are things that die in one hit sometimes. And the Minotaur fight, uh, audience members, we we Mad Mage, we had to fight fourteen Minotaurs essentially in consecutive rows, like just kept going. Ooh, it was boy, as many a- as could fit in around us at the time. Yeah, it just kept going. And we were like, where? What is going on? When does it end? <laughs> we were mostly fine. We were mostly fine. But it was still really interesting and a weird fight and an unexpected fight. But it was great. Did you finally resolve it when you found, like, the spigot? Yes. Uh, yeah, actually, you're not. No. Yeah, we, we, f- we found the Minotaur pit, the 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 Baphomet. Yes, the flow. The flow yeah. was shut off. Yeah, and then we shut it off. And then magic fled the world, and now we're all just accountants. Uh, and luckily, uh, I didn't start attacking the entire party because I almost I got infected by a curse. He got manticored last oh, time. No. He yep. got true polymorphed as a trap. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was actually a moment of like seriousness. We were all like, we were like, oh yeah, he turns uh, Osric turns into a manticore and then starts uh, going towards the party members, and everyone's like, oh okay. And then somebody rolls Arcana and feels out, figures out what he's like. No, the trap was a true polymorph. If you hadn't dispelled it that would have been osric permanent i was like "Ooh, okay we're we're playing polymorph works really i I thought true polymorph ends if you get knocked even if you get knocked out i thought i I could have i don't know 
But well, Matt, how's your fucking game? I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I mean, I'm obviously in Blood Covenant. I'm doing Acking. We are in the middle of Star Wars. All of it's good. We've been sort of our scheduling has been all over the place, so that's fine. Uh, the Horde of the Dragon Queen game that I have begun, uh, just playing in, not recording, is fine. We're we're still working through it. Um, a delightful new GM. She's like, I want to run, and I was like, I'll help you where I can. Um, so I've been teaching her like roll 20 and just how that all it works. So just having a grand old little time. Uh, but just today I sort of like nailed in my head how I want to run a Scion game sometime in the future. Probably not be recorded. It'll probably just be me and my friends. But I finally like put a piece in my head and I'm going to probably going to run something soon. Well, no, you, it's like a Druid Wild shape. You just have full control over what it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it operates like that. So we would have had to beat the shit out of a Manticore, and then then I and would then wake you up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not as still bad. Still spooky. No, no, that was still actually. I'm actually happy I didn't know that because it made it more stressful. <laughs> ah, yes, the, the wonderful pastime that we all love. Man, I really want to play with like people again. That'll happen one day. One day, but not not anytime soon. I'm just really nope. sad about it. I, I'm, I'm, dude, Halloween's on a fucking Saturday I this know, year. Fucking yeah, no, dude. Nice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make it very very sad. Even when a vaccine, it's gonna be like another year before everyone gets vaccinated I, enough to where I we know. can all go out. Like, this is our lives for the next year. Beats dying. Does beat True. dying. I now True. know True. the count of people I personally know who have had COVID nineteen is. More is past the one hand mark, and every last one of them says it's fucking terrible. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Wear just, a mask. I do all the things. I'm just still very sad about it. Yes, it's true. There's okay. We are you sad can, too. You can grieve for 2020. We all have. Mm-hmm. It double credit us. That's what happened. Pour, Super pour one out for 2020. <laughs> but now that my gaming's kind of uh, in a nutshell, I oh. And if you want to hear a little bit of more news, you have to become a patron. I will spoil it then. Oh, shit. Involves me. Very good thing. But cool. But regardless, we're going to go on to the news because we haven't done this in a minute. So there have actually been some things and some stuff. Stuff happened, guys. The weirdest thing I'm going to tell you about right now is from Hasbro working with Renegade Game Studios to make the G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Transformers, and Power Rangers role-playing game. Huh. All with, all with the 5E system. Huh. I mean, it's good to get kids into gaming. Yeah, but this is yeah. like all the 19... This is all going to be like the eight, 1980s version of these things, so... Well, I guess, I guess people who still care about those things can game too. <laughs> hey, I, um, hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. The RPG. <laughs> yeah. I remember. No, I remember uh, that. W- w- there was a quote. There's a quote in here. It's on Ian, the article's on Ian World. Uh, we want to use this as the most common, widely known. Fifth edition at this point is the common language in RPGs. We went back and forth on a discussion, but we landed on fifth edition being what we wanted to use to achieve our design goals. Ah! Yeah, so my when I read that uh, read that uh, quote, I was like, "What?" It it is. Well, I hate to admit that. I mean, it's true. It yeah, but but I it's just, not like it's not any more. Listen, dude, whatever is put in front of you, like 
5e is is very accessible that is true but you can put any simplistic system like i could i when we get down to the main topic i'm gonna show you a system that's just as easily accessible as fifth edition yeah even more so in a lot of ways it's it just has to do with like I, I like fifth edition. I like the, the 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 simplicity of it, and I like that it's the common language that people are sort of getting into. But I would have liked to have seen what they could have done with those types of properties, and then designing more bespoke systems for them. Well, the problem being that, like, now that you're okay, you're in fifth edition now. Okay, well, what class does that pony have? <laughs> What I'm class? Sure, I'm sure what? They'll, they'll, they'll answer all, all those questions. They, they will. And they will I will very legally get a hold of the book to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean, I'm not going to look at um, it. Uh, and more sort of D&D news. This was actually really neat because we had a gentleman who's writing for it on the show already. Um, uh, Ian World, Ian Publishing, the people who also do the website they get a lot of news from, are doing something called Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition, which essentially means they're taking the the open gaming license and sort of reinventing it and like cleaning it up because probably from their perspective, Fifth Edition needs some cleaning up. It's a very it's a it's a relatively old product now and it needs some revision. Well, they're adding more. I thought they were also adding more like more fiddly bits and crunch crunch. Yes, to it. they are. Yep, that's yeah, what they're see, doing. I don't, I don't know about all that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I've my crunch tolerance, and this is, I know, you guys have been with me through a long evolution on this show, but my crunch tolerance is completely fucking gone, man. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. That, that 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 happens a lot with gamers. Like when they're younger, they like all the tiddly bits, but then as they get older, like, uh, you don't really yeah, need them as much. I just want to be my dude and do my Well, there are certain like there are certain classes that get boring at higher levels. Mm. I recognize that. Pretty sure rogue at high level super is super fucking boring to play because you do there like you can do a lot of things, but you're probably gonna hit them for a big chunk of damage, and that's what you do. I get yeah, that. that's that, that is high level rogues. You do damage, but Take let me tell you, out. as a level thirteen monk, all I do is punch the living shit out of stuff, and I still enjoy it. Well, you also have a lot of I have a lot of tricks up your sleeve. I have a lot yeah. of silly, crazy shit I yeah. can do, but I've always had I've had that since sixth level. Like I don't like I the only big trick that I learned recently is turn invisible if I'm standing still in a sh- in, a, in dim light. Uh, I want uh. your trick that you're going to get next level, which is I'm proficient in all in saves. all saves and can re-roll a save one, one, one reaction. Key. Yeah, but it's a reaction to spin a key. I'm like a failed save. Yeah, that's pretty good. Monks are uh, great. I, I, <laughs> I stumbled on something interesting last oh, night. Actually. What's up? Um, it's a game that's in development, and I think it, it just passed its first big play test hurdle. Uh, it's a Forged in the Dark game, which means it runs off the Blades in the Dark so, uh, system. Hmm. Uh, and it's called uh, Girl in Moonlight, and it's a tragic magical girl uh, game. Oh, uh, I yes. know what anime they watched. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, well, someone's, someone saw Madoka Magica is like, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it is using the blades in the dark system which i know you guys aren't familiar with but is very cool yes it is uh, to like emulate that style of anime like magical girl shit i'm like you know what all right i I will definitely get it and i will more than likely run or play it uh because i I love my wife yes uh sure she'll enjoy it great yeah Mm -hmm. uh, i just backed demigod for scion 
I, I finished back that. So I'm going to, I, uh, I gave them my $5. Yep. There's some really interesting things in that book that they're writing up. There's some, there's some interesting uh, reading. The science books are almost like a weird digestion and philosophy and like cosmology, like mm-hmm. thinking about it. You should try reading the, the 19, the, the second edition, uh, unknown armies core book. Yeah. Shit gets wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, there, there's actually <clears throat> been two uh, Trinity Aeon books that have recently come out, the um, Distant Worlds and Terra Firma. Yes. Uh, and I, I have yet to, like, sit down and consume them. I've, like, done a heavy skim on both of them. There's some wacky shit in Terra Firma. Which like, one's that one, Terra Terra Firma is Earth and uh, the solar system. Ooh, I may need to sit oh, down. It's, no, it's, it's, no, it's Earth and Luna. Um, and, like... Like the, the 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 big wacky thing that jumped out at me is like weird mutant monsters, mm-hmm. like like holdovers from the aberrant war, and they have like paths that interact with those. And one of them is you get you have a monster buddy, you have tamed Aww. you have tamed a little mutant animal th- creature, and he's your buddy. Well, a little dude. Yeah, you yeah. have a little little fucking cryptid that is your fucking fucking friend. I am a thousand percent behind this. It I occasionally think farts awesome. gold. It does. <laughs> Don't breathe so it like, in. Like like okay, well, because uh, I've I've been like going on. I I did a like a skim of the discords for Trinity Continuum recently, and like apparently Terra Firma takes like, hey, remember all that shit from Adventure? Yeah, it's still around. And 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 it's and it's changed and it's mutated and this is what it looks like in the Aeon setting. Yep. There's weird shit all over Earth because the fucking quantum field is still vibrating. Yes, it hasn't settled itself out yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is cool. I like this. This make that makes Earth-based games all that more interesting. Yes, you can still do a lot on a terrestrial. Especially now you can go under the sea like yeah. easily. You can do all kinds of stuff so a huge amount of the of earth just like opens up. Well, especially since they're <clears throat> like explicitly playing with the multiverse stuff. Mm. Like like that ex- like that explanation of weirdness like it really fleshes that out and lets you like reconcile it with the more like harder sci-fi stuff in yeah. in Aberrant Neon. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is a weird thing in this one. That's because it flopped over from another reality and settled out here. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I really need to sit down with those two books and consume them mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they're filled with, like, those are the two books that are, like, the new shit. Mm. The stuff that has, hasn't been, it's not a big holdover from first edition. They're really getting churning out new stuff in those two books. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm down with it. I'm down with it too. We're so close to Aberrant. We're so close. <laughs> We're really close to the Mask of Mythos too. I really I think that may be the next big Kickstarter. It's like, I don't believe it. It's not real. Yeah. The next Kickstarter is going to be Ghost Hunters, which is a uh, World of yeah. Darkness 20th edition book. Mm-hmm. But hopefully after that. Yes, I'm hoping. Oh. Maybe if not the very end of 2020, the very beginning of 2021 will be the six <laughs> Ghost Hunters with a foreword by Zach Baggins. Sorry. That was it's, it's a quote unquote famous Ghost Hunter person. Yeah. Uh, we have a little bit more news. Uh, this one's really neat. I uh, just found out about this today. Um, there is something called Batman Gotham City Chronicles. It is an RPG by Monolith Games. They have made they have they have full license, so you can play as they say you can play as a vigilante criminals or the Gotham City cops, and you're in you're in Gotham City. 
doing criminal stuff. And what does does Batman come and beat you up eventually Probably, if you're a, if you're a criminal? Maybe you become a super hot. criminal. Maybe if you're like you evolve into a super criminal, he'll come and beat you up. Then you have like this like part part of your development is establishing your weird relationship with Batman. The Batman, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, because yeah. it's because yeah. like his relationship to his rogue gal- rogues galleries is like part of the that story, like yeah. Each like, one of them have to have reflection or you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he he just ha- he's had it. This guy's got um, more dark reflections than ill lit house of mirrors. Yeah. I don't know. I just Go want to team up with Poison Ivy because she's the actual good guy. Yeah, it's sad that that's save true. Needs. Save the world, save Mother Earth, fucking terrorist. Like, well, that yeah. feels real. Well, it was one of those text from superheroes memes. And so, like, yeah, no, I, uh, I kind of let her off the chain a couple months ago. I kind of figured out that she's been the good guy all along. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that was very interesting that I was uh, very intrigued by. Oh, and last little D&D news, uh, th- because they recently did their D20, uh, 2020s D&D celebration, and they basically have let it leak that they're working on three new setting books. Mm-hmm. They made the, actually three setting books that have been previously released under the banner of mm-hmm. D&D are going to get their 5e right up so well i mean they're we're running they're running low so we know what those are going to be a lot of people think dark sun is one of them yeah a lot of people see dark sun is going to be dark sun planescape spelljammer those would be the my immediate yeah 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 that's all there's a lot of people's list yeah and before we get into the main topic i want to give a nice little shout out to Stuart. thank you for becoming a patron we have a new patron welcome aboard bud yeah, man. I'm sorry I, this intro has been just so dry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You're going to get your patron content. You're going to love it. You're going to like all the actual plays we do. So thank you for coming aboard. We appreciate you. I personally listen to, th- to the actual plays and enjoy them quite a bit. Yes. Quite good. Quite Once good. I got over hearing my own voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyways. We need to do, we need to do ep- well, one last thing. We need to uh, figure out the epilogue for... Um, Trinity. I think I'm about ready to do that. Yeah, yeah, we do need to do that. That's that's actually cool. Oh hell yeah. (laughs) We gotta get Tucker in here. Gotta figure out what Tucker did. Gotta get tucked in. Gotta be tell you what Tucker did. He was a good boy. (laughs) Did whatever the the fucking did whatever the military told him to do. (laughs) (laughs) I think my character's out. I think he's done. He's got other things he's gotta go do now. Oh, yeah. After after the fucking crazy ass high of taking that planet. Yeah, Tucker's never done. He'll do this till he fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is like, particularly for Claire Sentience, like they can always hit the, no, nah, I'm going to join the Jedi, the Jedi Order. Yeah, yeah, you're going to like, become a Jedi. space bum. I got to go. I seem too Oh, much. look, I looked at my contract. My, I'm up. I, I'm the hero of all of, you know, Earth. Yeah, and the, I, and the ISRA will like, yeah, we'll take you. You know, just do your own thing. Just show up to show up to meetings every now and then, and you know, get your cryptic wisdom from the old man, and then and, you're good because you're we good. know you're gonna just follow. We know that you're kind of beaded in. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna we, be gentle, one of the bad ones. Gentle nudges are all you need. Yep. Uh, but speaking of nudges, I'm gonna nudge my good friend Ryan here, and he's gonna take us into the main topic for the. I made like a reference to the outsider or something, doing his little uh, nudges yeah. throughout all of the world's history to influence technology and the, the way people think to make things more entertaining for himself. Is this why we have well? Shaft. Is this why it's well punk? Is this why it's well punk? Yeah, that's why it's well punk. Okay, got it, got it. He had a thing for whales, so you know. <laughs> I thought they were I like cool. Whales. Also, whales in the dishonored world 
are not whales to uh, that what we would think of. They no. are Cthulhu monsters. Yeah, Leviathans. they're Leviathans. <laughs> yeah, they just were like, it's a whale. <laughs> sure. Um, all right, so we're going to cover Dishonored tabletop game. Recently came out in physical form. Very nice. It was done by Modifius, the people who did Fifth Ed, or published Fifth Ed, and Arcane Studios was actually involved. Uh, I'm glad that they have something to do uh, since I guess they were bought by who bought them recently? I think Microsoft bought My, Zenimax. Yes. Who owns all of them. All Although of them, Ar- yeah. Arcane has been doing that PS5 game, The Loop game, you know, that one, that very like crazy 70s looking game that looks a lot like, has a lot of the same feeling as Dishonored. Very cool, yep. very stylish. But yeah, they actually swung in and helped helped write, the, write this. Uh, this yeah. I don't know what the actual name of the system is, but it's used for a lot of the uh, game tie-ins. Uh, it's used for the Fallout game. Mm. So the core of the system is your, is a pool of D20s. I'm just going to get real dry about it. Do it. That's perfectly Do fine. Go right ahead. We are uh, here to learn from Ryan about oh this because we haven't read. Me and Scott have not read this at all. We don't know anything. Okay. So, Senpai, teach me. So there's a target number. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about how you get that in a second. But you take your 2d20 mm-hmm. and you roll those 2d20. And each of the, the tar- and if you roll under the target number, you get a success on the die. If you roll a one, you get two successes. If you roll a 20, it adds a complication, which I will add, expound upon in a little bit. So how do you get the target number? So there are, uh, approaches, which is your base attributes, which kind of describes how your character goes about doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually am going to pull out the list so that people kind of get an idea of what. Uh, what while you're looking that up, um, yeah, it's just called the Mordifius 2D20 system. That's Great. that's that's the, the core system that Mordifius primarily uses for all of their games that they're developing. So the game has six skills and six styles. The styles being boldly, carefully, cleverly, forcefully quietly or swiftly okay so so you know adjectives and or adverbs adverbs um and then there are skills which are fight move study survive talk and tinker uh so each of these each of those two can go between the numbers four and eight those skills so each of them starts as a four Mm. so any given for any given pool, if you have absolutely nothing in it, your tar- your number is eight, meaning you have to roll under an eight if you are on, doing on two d twenty on well on one d twenty because each d twenty is its own test. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, didn't know that part. Yes, so each d twenty is its own test, and uh, you buy up these. You buy up either you know you can buy up skills, you can buy up your your uh, style slash approach up to a maximum of eight, meaning that at the peak of your ability, you're rolling under, you have to roll under a 16 to get a success on a die. Yeah. That's, that's still, uh, that's, and the problem is that's peak. That means you're that you've, you've maxed out whatever you do. You do that thing real well. Right. So, uh, and on top of that, there are focuses, which are the talents of this system. Like in the, the, you are defined by these talents thing. The, I know how to knife a dude real good. Like I'm really good with knives and focuses uh, are rated between two and five and they affect your critical number. 
your crit range on the okay. bottom ah, end of the die. Okay. Yeah. So, so twos can count as two successes for certain. Yeah. Situations. So two through five will, if you're super crazy good at it, you know, you can roll a five and get two successes on the die. Uh, difficulty is scaled up from zero to six, you know, numbers of successes. Uh, you can buy additional D20s. So uh, the, so pause. So that means the difficulty to achieve anything is based on the number of successes you generate off those two dice. Right. So basically okay. you can, and it is expected that you will be buying more dice for various costs. You can Got only it. ever roll 5d20 no matter what combination of things that you have done. Okay. Um, so, so your, your success potential is always is like you can attend successes is like a godlike feat. It is beyond yes, you're the outsider. Congratulations. Yeah. The outsider's like, hmm, didn't see that coming. That's weird. Then he cool. then his eye falls out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so um excess successes uh against static rolls are stored as momentum. Uh, as our favorite you know, our favorite mechanic. Uh, it's pulled up to six, and you can spend uh, momentum, each one momentum per extra die. I believe this cost scales up the more dice you buy hmm. uh, into a test. Uh, I'll have to so check the first that. one, the first one may get one die. First one is one, one, and then next I one's believe two, next one's three. And I believe it scales in both to, with another thing, which is called chaos, which is the anti-momentum which can be generated by doing bads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, it is one, two, three. So yeah, when you, when one you momentum, two momentum. Murder. Yes, any, actually any killing at all ever raises the chaos of a seat of his, of, in the pool. All that is intriguing because yes. that, that means you're paying the price if you want to go murder hoboing around. Well, there's a couple of important things to realize here. So any NPC any NPC at all, if you beat them in a combat test, you choose at that moment, do I kill them or do I spare them? Mm. And if you don't tell the storyteller, I spare them, you kill them. Mm. And if you for it even says in the book, if they forget to say, they kill them and gain two K and put two chaos in the pool. So, Woof. so yeah. It, and is, um, is chaos always bad or is there it's always it? not great it's, it's always it's not the, great it's the gm's it's gm chits it's gm's like you it's can, a GM resource that they can augment you, things with you can also generate chaos at the same price as spending momentum so uh, one one extra chaos for an extra die two extra chaos yeah and and so that's like really the kind of the meat the, the machine like that's the bones Really, where this game comes down to, it's like it's real system stuff, is the truth system. Um, there is object truth and personal truth. And truths are sort of, um, they're, what, are you, what, are they in, what are they in Trinity? Uh, you know, the field effects, things that are affecting the situation. Conditions? They're conditions. Um, they're, okay. just, they're just conditions, uh. either on an object, on a person. Um, they're, they're true statements about something, someone exactly. or something. They are true statements that you can put in place to allow you to approach a thing a certain way. So you can say, like, I can't climb that building. Well, I do a thing and I get enough momentum to say, there is an outcropping up there. 
that I can now climb. Yes. Right. Or someone yeah. else does the thing. Like I set up a grappling hook for you. I do it this way and I have enough success where that can have, have create the truth. Uh, you can spend momentum to generate truths. Uh, truths can also be injury conditions that re- that sort of your arm is broken. Right. That restrict that is- the way you fight or restrict the way you can take your actions. So it's very, you know, everyone has to kind of be on the same page for the narrative. Um, and chaos can be spent by the, uh, by the GM to create truth, create truths that are bad for the PCs or to erase the ones, the piece, the advantages the PCs have given themselves. Like you climb up some, the rope and the rope snaps. The rope, the rope snaps or some rats are now on the rope chewing it or, you know, like, or, a very dishonored or, way. Or the floor is now a gaping ca- ca- uh, chasm into the abyss. Right. You just, you know, maybe you're in a place you probably shouldn't have been there, buddy. Um, so there's. So it's all about it's all about using successes to uh, to affect the narrative control mm-hmm. of of going who has the power to make the dictate reality right now. Exactly. It is who is telling the who, what are the truths on the table. Daddy like, I know it's very fun. Um, so there's also uh, your void. Ra- uh, you have void points, up to three, um, and void points can be spent to. They can do. They're like big stuff. Like they can immediately generate a, like a truth that's good for you, but it's like reality bending sort of level, and so everyone can do it. So, interesting. Is there a conceit in the game of why you have that ability? You're special. Okay. I just wonder, that's the, why I wanted to know. You're one of the five people that matter right now. Okay. Got it. Um, now your void rating can't, you get your double your void rating in mana points. If you are a person who is touched by the outsider and can do all the stuff that people in, and all the stuff that you can do in the games have just been translated with a mana cost. Um, cool. There's only three distances. There is near, there is within reach nearby or far away those are the three that's cool yeah Uh, so you can move from one to the other with an action i'm pretty sure through description and stuff like that i'm not gonna i didn't look too deeply into how movement works in combat and stuff because this is obviously not meant to be a grid-based system or anything like that no it's very must be be heightened drama heightened tension in in any sort of action you do while pushing and pulling it's like yeah. Trinity and Star Wars, where it's basically range bands. Yes. Yeah, it's range bands, lots of pushing and pulling. Um, there are bone charms, which are very interesting, the way they implemented those. Like minor magic, basically minor magic items. They're all minor magical charms, completely and utterly illegal, um, pretty much no matter where you, almost all places. Well, and especially in, you know, Dunwall and okay. stuff, but there are places where it's okay. But the thing is, they sing. They're always singing, and you cannot suppress the singing. And the more you have on you, the louder they sing. So you can't carry more than three because it becomes... First of all, it starts... The sound they make starts to make you sick. Oh, neat. That's an interesting little extra bit of... Oh, oh, well, for anyone who doesn't know, sound as magic in, in Dishonored is a huge deal. Like, the way sonic vibration can bend... Sonic vibrations can bend reality in dishonored uh, the church of the everyman they have essentially these priests which have which are organ grinders oh yeah 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 which generate this dissonant sound which turn off all access to void powers if you're if you're within a certain range of them so 
having too many bone charms on you creates too much resonance and will start like affecting you in weird negative ways and just won't work. Oh, that's an interesting. I, I like that because they don't explain that super much in the video game, but that's a good way, a good conceit to say, hey, this is why you can only hold three of these at a right. time. This is why you have three attunement slots, because mm-hmm. if you try to do more, it makes you real sick. Yep. Um, and normal people can use them. They work for everybody. Yeah. Um, and they do stuff like um, you can reroll one of your D20s if you're doing an approach a certain way. Basically, there's there's usually a set of a good thing and a bad thing about them. Like they make one style of doing something good while making another style of doing something a little harder. Uh, I like that there's always a trade off in everything you're doing yeah. because that feels very dishonored in that. Oh, yeah. You have to constantly think about your approach, how you're doing something, and are you willing to pay the consequences of what you're trying to do? Right. So um, there's also uh, runes, you, you standard big old crazy whale rune like whalebone runes that you can use to buy buy abilities with if you like uh you get xp like a normal rpg yeah, there are xp then there's things buy up i think it's static valued i didn't look but i'm pretty sure all the stuff is static points okay. uh pretty yeah so Had- uh question so if you're so is it assumed that every pc has access to the void magic thing not just the void to- points but like the actual magic of the outside anyone can take the, so the way that works is that the at character creation you take a, a sort of a career choice which will um it gives you a series of bonuses to your certain styles of doing things certain uh skills you have and there's with one or two some some level of contacts notoriety or something equipment and a talent and every career has a series of talents that is associated with it that is just, you know, obviously like, oh, I'm a sharpshooter. Well, if I'm carefully shooting, I get to reroll some dice because I'm a sharpshooter. Right. Um, and you can change out your starting talent because you get, when you pick the career, you get one free talent. You can choose Touched by the Void yep. as your talent, which immediately gives you access to your mana pool and stuff like that. And I mean, or, you know, your storyteller can just play, nah, y'all got it. Actually, no, I like that idea that you can play a non-magic touch person. Yeah, there are heroes. Yeah. There are heroes in the world who are not touched by the void. Like, they may assist people who are. They may be bumping up against, you know, these people. But, yeah, it's not all, like, dark wizard hit squad (laughs) all the time. Uh, So the way that scenes are sort of taken is they, much like... Iron Sworn, they use on it. They're on a track system. Mm-hmm. For scene, well, they can. Well, you can adjudicate it in a number of ways. But for like, if you have like a scene that you want to just sort of play out narratively, there's just a, a, a pro, there's a set of progress tracks mm-hmm. that you can put together. Like, if you want to do like, you know, you're trying to break into some place, you can have a alarm track and a you know and a stealth track, and whichever one of those fills first, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. things happen. Or if you hit certain milestones in this thing track, you may have to make a decision whether you're going to drop a guard who spots you. Like, are you going to kill somebody? And stuff like that. That's that's similar to how Blades in the Dark handles things. Everything in Blades of the Dark is based on a, like a, a tick wheel. Yep. Right. The clock. Mm-hmm. The, the, clock. Big, the big clock that they have. But yep. uh, yeah, the basically the only way that there's like health per se is you have a survival skill. And that's your stress track. Uh, and you can, 
at any, like, if you're ever hit, like, basically there are characters with stress tracks, like they're, you know, more than just a mook. And mooks, as I said, one and done. You hit them, mm-hmm. they go down. Yep. <laughs> However you say. But if you hit a person with a stress track, they can choose to reduce that damage, whatever it was going to be, to a single point of damage on their stress track and then take a an injury truth of some sort. Yep. Like we were talking about. Or they can just, you know, eat it and be fucked up real bad, but have, you know, have their options. Uh, let's that's, see what else. It, that's pretty cool because uh, uh, it's always intriguing to look at new systems and go, how do they handle the spiral of death problem in combat? Right. Like, how do you, how bad do you make it? How not bad do you make it? That kind of stuff. Well, it actually, it's exactly like Trinity in that way, right? It's like, yeah, yeah you can do one debt, you can do one damage and you give them a condition. Like, yeah, you give them a actually, minor modifier to what they're doing. It, it's it's it was kind of interesting to look at it and see like the exact same like general idea done two very different sets of ways. Uh, but what else? Oh yeah, and if you have oh, and another fun thing that I like: if you are ever attacked or attack someone and they successfully beat you in a contested roll, because they're gonna you know the way fighting works is a can you know it, you roll off, and if they defend well they can spend a momentum or i think one or two momentum to counterattack you immediately like they can immediately hit you back that's cool that's that's yeah. that's so a, have to, that's a fast system that's what i like about it because that means the combats are going to be they're going to be low health bars low health bars ability to counterattack when you attack you're going to be the combat's only going to last around maybe two at most and it'll I, be done and hey that that house guard might get lucky Mm-hmm. And it's going to mean things get really bad for you very quickly. So you have to really think about how you're going about, you know, your situations. Do you really want to fight somebody? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. I would happily play this. This sounds, this sounds like they've emulated a great deal from the, from the video game it, and still made it very interesting to play at the table. They translated it very nicely, I think. And the, the, um, there's a, a half the book is, you know, just the lore of the areas, the different places that you visit. Um, you get some timeline stuff. They give you a really nice timeline of like the, the events that you would know from the game, you know, when they happened, where they happened, what it meant. So does it take place after the games or will it takes place? It gives you the option to run any time in the 40 years between Corvo like it gives you all the information for running during the games and about 15 years before them. Interesting. Okay. Oh, cool. So, um, and, but then they're also like, or do whatever you like, whatever. Right. Cause the shit hasn't changed much in like a long time. Like hundreds of years, hundreds like, of years. Things have not changed in hundreds of years. Like certain things are a little different, but Certain technologies that probably were developed re- more recently than others. Yeah, other yeah. The, the, but so like, yeah, what, are the, what are the careers that are available? Oh, sure. Let me grab them out real quick. Oh, and there's also, if you want to add more crunchiness to it, you can actually, uh, you can actually do a, do a character's outlook, uh-huh. like how they see the world. Mm-hmm. And there are in, in more talents based even around, uh, on that so it's like if you they are optional additional templates you can apply like another path basically yeah interesting okay back to that. If you want okay. more complexity with your character right 
more different talents, more adjustments. Uh, so scout, scholar, miscreant, inventor, hunter, explorer, guide, entrepreneur, courier, duelist, assassin, commander. And Ooh, good chunk. Yeah. Those yeah. are the archetypes. They, they seem pretty easy to work because it doesn't because unlike like D and D, where it has classes which have very distinct abilities and approaches, this is a more of a, a classless system. They're just giving you like a nice angle to focus your character in. Right. At they the just beginning. want they just want you to, you know, have a niche. Have a niche that you start out with, and then they can build from there. They don't have a system where certain talents are cheaper for certain careers. No, I believe that you the talents that are available to you are available to you and that is it. Okay. Like that is there is no that this game is not the type of game where you go through a, a life change and be go from being a scholar to a, a commander. Yeah. Like that's not this game. Yeah. You're a scholar. That's what you are. That's what you and do. And that's for the course of this game, that's what you are. So you can only take talents and special abilities that are specific to scholar? Yes. And there's okay, you know so- about Okay. Four of them, there's four of them per, but they're very expensive. Like all this, every point is very expensive. Like, okay. so I believe it is, yeah, everything basically costs 10 to 15 experience and the experience doled out. No idea, but I'm assuming that, you know, base your games on that. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that seems to me. So there are, they are class like because there's a, there are a narrow band of abilities that you can get to that no one else can get to unless yeah it's real niche really, protected it, bone yeah. charms also will get you there because they'll they mm-hmm. emulate certain things mm-hmm. like emulate certain oh yeah it's three xp per session and one experience for uh when the party does fulfills a major goal basically or a goal of some okay. kind so Oops. you're gonna not gonna press super quickly, but you can you can buy a few of those after with a yeah. long enough game. <laughs> after game four, you can buy one of your things up. <laughs> I don't uh, mind those systems. Well, so like as that, as long as you're you're generally competent at starting character creation, that should be fine. Yeah, you should. Well, everyone should just make the party they want that are fun, and then you'll, you know, because of how the system is put together with how you know style and talent and and, and skill work together. Like, it, it's the, just let me sell you on the pool I'm good at. Mm-hmm, like, right. it's always the, sell me on how you're going to do that, use the thing you're good at to solve this problem. Oh, and, yeah. Well, it's also, it's like, oh, you have one table that's a certain makeup and you have another table that's different makeup. Based on, because chaos, when you kill people, you get chaos, things can get you chaos. Your approach to a certain situation, the same situation between the two tables could be vastly different based on how their makeup works, mm-hmm. but it, right. they're both equally viable in the system, which I like, I, but that's cool. That makes things creative. It makes it for a very cinematic sort of how best should we do this, which is actually exactly what the game video game is like, is like, Oh, I've got to get there. How do I get there? How do I right. get in there? There are so I can talk to these people. ways that you can do it. Yeah. Yep. Do I knife everyone or do I talk to this guy, bribe him, then blackmail well, I mean, him and then, that's where, the, that's where an RPG beca- becomes even stronger than the game because there's really no talking in Dishonored. Not right. much. There's not, not much. much. Like, you talk to people, but you don't talk to solve problems. Mm. But in, in an RPG, you can be a talky guy. Yeah, because you like doing that, Scott. But what I like about this is combat and talking are almost equal. Almost. Mm. Which is something I've been realizing with, like, how certain people like to play games and then like role play in D&D is like you can't 
where we have a really exhaustive combat system. We do not have exhaustive social uh, social system. Because of that, it's really hard to do one over the other in D&D or anything like that's geared towards one specific way of approaching a problem. Indeed. Indeed. So, Ryan, anything else you'd like to tell us about Dishonored, the role-playing game from Mordifius? I really like it. I wish I had time to run, Owen. <laughs> I have. I know. I know the thing I would probably like the story. I would probably like if I if I wanted to run one for the for the pod, the story uh, I'd tell. I already know. I already know what it's. It would probably be a pretty interesting story, and I won't say it here in case I want no, it to be a surprise. Well, you gotta ask: cool. Is there gonna be whales and punk involved? Uh, they're they're yes. <laughs> By the very nature of the game itself, you you are fulfilled. Whales. Your expectations are met. Yeah. No, that yeah. sounds really cool. I kind of want to pick it up myself uh, at some point. I will definitely do that, especially if we play it. I will absolutely pick up a copy. And also, they they do explain a little bit about what the void is, and it's, hmm. it's and it's really it's how do I say ah. Uh, it really wants to be reality, so it tries to make, be reality, and it's very bad at it. So uh, it gets never, <laughs> It wants to be real, so it's it tries like re- to invade us constantly and gets into us through our dreams. It's like reality's little brother that just can't really hack it. Well, basically, they describe it like the collective subconscious of the world really does shape the void. Like, very important scenes in history, you can just find in floating islands in the void just because they... Burn themselves into they it. Just because burn they burned themselves. Into, yeah. And it's the only way the void interacts with people is through their dreams. So basically things that are on people's mind a lot get burned into the void. So, Interesting. That's very cool. Yeah, that's cool. That is very cool. I like it a lot. I like that a lot. Um yeah, so if there's nothing else, big man, um, That's it. That's all, all right. I got. So well, I I like I said, I'm gonna pick it up. We'll pick it up. Maybe we'll play it sometime in the near future. Also, the book is very attractive. Yes. It did a very nice job with the book. It looks exactly like the the aesthetic of the game, like the menus and all that stuff. Nice. And it, they did it well without sacrificing readability, which I really appreciate. Uh, they probably had all of Arcane's uh, They had it all, baby. Uh, had all the assets. So they're like Arcane's right on the cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like we can throw all the assets in here. If we have to make a few more, we can, but it'd be good. All right. Cool. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where you fun is. Roll some dice. Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Melkab on Twitter. And I'm at Arjuus, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.